This is the Family Money Adventure Show, the money and travel podcast helping you make money moves that feel right for your family. I am Kevin Payne. Join me every other week as we have meaningful conversations about family, money, and travel. Hey, adventurers, I have a special treat for you today. We are talking all about Taylor Swift. Yes, you heard me correctly. Put on your listening ears because class is in session as we look at some financial lessons from Taylor Swift. Now, for reference, this episode is being recorded a week after Taylor Swift released 1989 Taylor's version. The reimagined album has already secured the title of Taylor's biggest sales week ever topping the original release of 1989. It's also the sixth largest sales week ever by any artist. With the success of the 1989 re-release and recent news that Tay-Tay is now a billionaire, it seems like a perfect time to dive into this album to see if there's anything we can learn and apply to our finances. Speaking of record-breaking content, it's the perfect time to subscribe to the Three Things newsletter. Now you can hop on to the Family Money Adventure bandwagon before we're selling out stadiums. Three Things is simple money and travel tips and content. It's easy for us to create and for you to consume. One email a week, three things, that's it. Now, let's talk some Taylor Swift. What in the world does Taylor Swift have to do with family finances? Well, probably not much, but that's not going to stop us from trying. We're going to take a look at her life and career and her recent album release to see if we can glean any useful lessons to help us manage our money better. Let's dive right in. Number one, past money mistakes don't have to define you. You can shake them off. Regardless of where you're at on your financial journey or the mistakes that you've made that have led you there, or maybe at least kept you from being further along than you are right now, it's not too late to change your story. Personally, I've made countless mistakes with my money over my lifetime. And part of why Family Money Adventure exists is because we weren't doing a great job of tracking or managing our money. But We reached a point where we didn't like the direction we were headed, so we decided to shake it off and change the narrative. Now, you can let poor choices or even a lack of action like we had continue to define you, or you can flip the script, face the situation head on, and change your path. With that said, it's not to say that poor choices are the reason for someone's financial position. I don't believe that. And this isn't about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps or anything. There's no shame in getting help to fix your finances. Sometimes it's actually necessary to do that. But the thing is that all of this starts with you. Lesson number two, saving never goes out of style. Now that was true in 1989 and it's true now. We save money for short and medium term goals like building an emergency fund, saving for our kids' college education, and creating a travel budget. In my 20s and in our early days of marriage, we didn't save very well. You know, we had money in the bank, but we really didn't have a plan. We didn't have any concrete financial goals. We didn't track our spending. 
What we did do a lot of was hoping that we had money to pay for everything. Over the years, we've learned to become better savers, but there were still times when we tapped into our savings for things we didn't need or that kept us from reaching any of our goals. These days, we regularly set life goals and financial goals and have created a system of saving that works for us. And the good news is that the benefits of a good saving strategy come back every time. We save using a high-yield savings account to maximize our savings efforts. And ironically, like Taylor Swift, we love Capital One and use 360 performance savings accounts to help us save toward our family goals. That's not an ad or anything. They're not an affiliate partner of ours. We just love Capital One. Now, if you're comfortable banking online, you can take advantage of much higher, more competitive interest rates on savings accounts than you can find at your local bank. Online banks don't have physical branch locations to operate, which can help them keep their expenses leaner. And that's why they're able to offer more competitive rates. Lesson number three, all you have to do is stay to reach your long-term financial goals. Your savings is one important piece of the financial puzzle. Investing is another. We invest for long-term goals like retirement and building wealth. One of the best ways to ensure you reach long-term financial goals is to invest your money and then leave it alone to grow. Commit to consistently investing money into your investment accounts. Let it stay there and allow compound interest to do its thing. There's power in consistency and staying the course. Now, we love index funds. Well, they're super boring, but they offer a simple path to wealth. If you're not familiar with Julian and Kirsten Saunders from Rich and Regular, they're fabulous financial content creators. They have a video series called Money on the Table. It's incredible. It's high-level financial content. If you haven't tuned in yet, go check it out after you finish listening to this episode, of course. Now, episode five of Money on the Table from the first season includes, among many topics, an insightful conversation on investing and the role of index funds for Julian and Kirsten. That's well worth the time to watch. Just do yourself a favor and don't watch it on an empty stomach since the show revolves around cooking and enjoying a meal while discussing life and finances. Now, are index funds the only way to invest? Nope. Are there other options that can provide a good return on your investment? Yep. Are there other paths to wealth besides investment accounts? Yep. And am I an expert on investing? Nope, not at all. Now, our investing strategy starts with passive investing through index funds. And that's not the end of our investing, and it shouldn't be for you either. Just remember that this is a super high-level conversation there's a lot of nuances to deal with for you and me based on our unique situations and our time horizons. There's tax implications, diversification, financial goals. So this is not necessarily investing advice. This is just where we've chosen to start and focus our efforts. We've made a conscious decision to keep it simple, but those investing lights are so bright with other options, yet we don't let them blind us from staying the course. Lesson number four. It's okay to pivot if you've got bad blood. As we learn how to manage our money better, our needs will no doubt change. Priorities will change, will grow and mature, and what used to work for us may stop being effective or might not 
or might no longer align with our current path. Now that mad money love may eventually turn into bad blood. And the truth is that it's okay to let go of something if it no longer works. For you, that bad blood may be your mindset or view of money. It could actually just be a specific way of budgeting or managing your finances. It could be where you choose to bank or invest. It could be your financial goals have changed. It could be dealing with debt. It could be your job or career. But holding on to past ideals or strategies that are no longer effective is like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. Right now, I'm giving you permission to let go and to move on to bigger and better things. Lesson number five, the financial future you want exists in the real world, not just your wildest dreams. Now picture this, you're backstage at a Taylor Swift concert. Only, it's not the Eras Tour, it's the Fearless Tour. And you are standing face to face with 19-year-old Taylor Swift. Imagine you start to tell her about the future. That one day, she would play shows for 72,000 plus fans each night. That the Eras Tour would generate over $2 billion in ticket sales in North America alone. Or that she would release a movie version of that tour, which would become the highest grossing concert film of all time. And at 33 years of age, Taylor would become a billionaire. Now, even with all of her talent and success at that point, do you think that she could ever have imagined reaching that kind of future? I don't think so. But the reality is that really did become her future. Now, I'm not saying that you or I have it in us to become billionaires or that even becoming a billionaire should be someone's goal. But I do know one thing. We are infinitely more capable of reaching our financial goals and dreams than we give ourselves credit for. And yes, that takes a lot of hard work, sacrifices, and if we're being honest, a lot of luck and a lot of privilege. But if you're dreaming of a bigger future, it's more than possible. You can reach a new era with your money. I hope you have enjoyed all of the lighthearted Taylor Swift themed jokes sprinkled throughout this episode. I'm sure that there are other lessons that we can learn, not only from 1989 Taylor's version, but also Taylor Swift, the entertainer, the business person, and human being. Now, whether you're a Swifty or not, creating a system to track, manage, and grow your money is a great place to start. What actions do you need to take this week to make that happen? For more travel and money tips, be sure to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. It's where you'll find our very best travel and money content and conversations. We keep it short, sweet, and to the point. It's time to take control of your money and pursue what you've always wanted. Until the next adventure.